Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shitty Reviews that we've been doing here. <laughs> Howdy! Um, so Mandalorian episode 5 is what we're going to be talking about today, and we'll go around the horn real quick. I'm Brandon. I'm Nick. Oklahoma Y. Susie. And uh, let's jump into it. So everybody's caught up. Um, first impressions, what do you think? Nick? Um... Definitely got a little bit more of the Western vibe, mm-hmm. uh, Gunslinger. I mean, literally, the episode is called Gunslinger, I believe, <laughs> right. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Very much so, yeah. And so I got a lot of Unforgiven vibe out of it. Um, so just kind of a tag team, let's mm-hmm. go You know, do this uh, bounty together and see what happens. Uh, overall, so- on the episode... I'd probably give it about a solid seven, seven and a half. Okay. So real quick, while well, I just thought about it, uh, anybody else get like a really heavy Hayden Christensen thing for the, the oh, sidekick? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the guy that played Anakin, you know, just how the guy sounded and talked. He very much sounded like Hayden Christensen. Well, and even just his look a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So for me, no? yeah. he literally reminded me of the blonde-headed kid off of Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. Right, right, right. And now I'm not talking about like his actual look or anything mm-hmm. or the way he sounded, but his demeanor, words, yeah, his demeanor, and just kind of the overall character. Now, as far as the other mm-hmm. goes, I can see where you get yeah, that, but yeah. it did not like. There was no like. Oh my gosh, it's Anakin! Like I didn't, I didn't well, have that moment. And see, that's the thing. I didn't think it was like Anakin. Like sure. it, like did you ever see uh, Jumper? Uh, eh. Hayden Christian. That's where I got more of that feel for him. Okay. Um, it was. It wasn't really so much like, oh, this is Anakin. It's more like that's Hayden Christensen. Like that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. No, I, yeah. Did Did you get it? Susie's normally the one that. Like someone will look like somebody, and she's like, "Oh, that's that person from that movie." And oh, right. Yeah. She can just pick on it like that, but no, I didn't get any of that. No. So we'll uh, let's start at the beginning. So obviously, the uh, entire thing sets up with him uh, going down to uh, the planet to set himself up and kind of hide off again. Yeah, go ahead. Can, can I just say that I love the fact that somebody else tried to use his catchphrase? And then he murked the dude. Yeah, and he, he goes, was like, "No, that's, that's mine." mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty fantastic. That was epic. So anyway, sorry. Oh uh, no, you're good. So he's in that little bar or whatever, and yeah. then you know you had the random dude that's like, "Hey, let's go do this," right? Right. So, you know, I don't know why after that very initial meeting of the kid who's like, "I don't need the money. I just need help getting in the guild." So here, come do this job for me, and I'll give you all the money. It's I understand he needs the money. Um, but the second he broke that little uh, tracking uh-huh. fob, fuck off, kid. I already know you're you're shady as shit. No, go away. Like, well, but so for me, me? Like, absolutely fucking not. When he did that, I thought, oh, that's where this plot is going. Like, right, he's setting him up. And right, then, that would have been a great trap. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that's not where it yeah. went at all. There seems to be zero reason that he should have broken the tracking device. Well, it's so that he couldn't go just get the girl on his own without, you know, the kid knowing where he's at. She's at generally speaking. So, I mean, but he didn't like give him Mm-mm. the tracking device. Like, right. The kid still had it. So, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't feel like there was, I felt like it was an unnecessary. And see, this thing. is, this is the issue I have with yeah, it. it. I'm, I'm with you on this. Um, doesn't the tracking fob track where she currently is? So, yes. like, if she mm-hmm. moves places, yeah. it would yeah. still be useful. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So you're an idiot 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're praying that she doesn't move from where you think you For however many you... days it took to get there. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm going to trust you to mm-hmm. track. Yeah. Whenever you don't even understand that if she moves, that thing's still helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's... So to me, I had an issue with the smashing of that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm relevant. Psh, I'm going right. to smash the one useful tool that as I had. As soon as he did that, I was like, mm, yeah, nope. No, nope. I would have been like, sucks for you, kid. Guess you're not in the, ba- in the thing. Well, but Mando <laughs> didn't see him do it. No, he did. Yeah. No, he did it after he walked away. No, no he, Mando's he, standing there. Yeah. So to make himself Yeah, and he's apart, like, give me the thing. And he's like, like um, Kind of like in Pirates of the Caribbean, oh. whenever... Um, not Jack Sparrow, but Jack yeah, yeah. Sparrow's second gets mm-hmm. the maps. Right. Yeah. And they're like, okay, give us the maps, because that's the only thing. So he takes the maps and he throws them into the fire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I measured them all with me mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. have it, so they're in right. here with me still trapped. They yeah. are. Yeah, way easier yeah. to find an island than a person. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a sailor that's been doing it for yeah, right, four right. years. Right. So I'm gonna take that guy's word for it. But this dude like doesn't I, even know that he's I going after an assassin. Right. Walked away. Right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, no, he was standing right yeah. there and watching the whole thing and I was like this is ridiculous. So the other thing that I really liked about that first part is the uh, mechanic lady. Like I think she was my favorite character from the episode. I really do. Um cuz she, she had... gave us a name. Yeah, right? But I don't remember what it was, but there was a name. Yeah, the thing <laughs> that I that I just really enjoyed of it is she had you know, like that early '80s feel to the entire outfit and the hair and everything else. So I feel they actually really did port it back to whenever like the the original trilogy was coming out. Mm-hmm. I think that like she could have been in like not just Star Wars related, but I could really put her in like the first Ghostbuster movie. I could literally just pick her up and sit her in <laughs> yeah. any of those, and nobody would say shit. Yeah, you so know. Have you seen the western called Silverado? Uh, it has Kevin from, Costner in it. I think I uh, have, but it's probably been. I mean, that came out in like the mid nineties, late eighties. Okay, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, we're talking like I might have seen it once, like twenty I, I years ago. I think we're talking either right before, or right after Dances with Wolves. Yeah, okay, so it's yeah, like yeah. Field of Dreams. It's like ninety one, ninety two. Dances with Wolves, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So there's this little old lady that runs the town saloon. Yeah. She's got this little step stool for the back bar Perfect. where she wants it. Exactly who this little old mechanic yeah, lady yeah. reminds me of. Hmm. Just the town mom. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the guys love her. She's like Auntie May or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And so she's just, that that's who I got. But I also yeah. got the familiarity vibe yeah. off that yeah, yeah. character. And the way uh she was like tried to play a real badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was yeah. just like Oh, that's cute. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was she was pretty legit. I don't know about uh, the rest of the characters that were in there. I thought the assassin was kind of lackluster. Um, you know, as a character, you know, it's like that hard mean Asian assassin. Uh, like I think she was very generic. I was just like yeah. uh Kill Bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, yeah. I was yeah. like it's like random. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, in like the entire thing with the fight between her and the uh, the young kid or whatever his name. I don't remember his name. I don't think he had a name. He might have had a name. Uh, hold on. Yeah. With that entire fight scene or whatever, like... Toro? Something like that. It was Toro something. She was... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think if she was really that badass of an assassin, he would not have gotten to that point. You know, because like, even whenever they were up there fighting and whatever, and then you know, eventually, obviously, Mando shows up. But... Leading up to that point, like, mm, she could have taken him out, I think. Should have taken him out. 
Well, and why did she stay there in that spot <coughs> overnight? Right. Like, that was dumb. Well, I think... I would have changed positions at least. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the theory behind it, I guess, was that she had already had the high ground, and so she wasn't willing right. to give it up, and it was the only high structure mm. in well, the area. And they so had more around them, too, though. They yeah. could have gone up a level, too. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, whenever you're one-on-one... Right. You know, mm-hmm. maybe the rest of it was just too hard to climb with all of her gear and everything, and she still did have that exit. But to me, it seemed like she was concentrating her fire solely on the Mandalorian because I think she kind of got cocky with the other guy, and she mm. was so focused mm-hmm. on, well, I have to take every shot I mm-hmm. can at this guy. Yeah. So I think maybe like a lapse in judgment. Now, to me, I think this is something that Favreau's doing here that is um, – unique is that he's letting these characters mm-hmm. be superhuman not like not um, super not, hero, not like supernatural yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. they like are they literal are... he like oh my god that's so like tuesday right <laughs> do you feel like that when you're watching this thing like yeah oh that had monday all over it <laughs> so i mean to me these guys even though it's really outlandish and you know it's exact exaggerated in a lot of different mm-hmm. areas I just think there's something very common right. about them. And I think that's why it's more endearing to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really why I'm enjoying it. Even though, like you said, there's yeah. better ways to write the character. Like, yeah. oh, he'd be so much cooler if blah, blah, blah. I don't even think be cooler. I think they're more just More efficient. Be, yeah, more depth. Sure. You sure, know? exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe that's the problem is that we yeah. just aren't that deep. <laughs> right, right. Well, it is it's very uh, surface value though for for most of this stuff, you right. know. Well, I think um, that's because they try to complete a quote story, unquote, in a 30-minute episode. Right. Like they're trying to smush everything into a short episode. Mm-hmm. And you can't get very deep in that time. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely agree that uh, it is a challenge, but uh you know, we we've had a couple episodes with you know everybody so far and it's you know it hasn't been bad it's just been direct it's been very very direct there's no mm-hmm. subtlety and i think that's yeah. where i struggle now back to the episode itself one of the things i f- did find really interesting and i kind of wish i knew sign language is the whole dealing with the uh, uh, uh i don't raiders. think that's actual sign language though. Uh, hey you don't know we need to find somebody who knows asl and we really <laughs> need to find that out because like <laughs> the fact that that's even a thing because that would that's never been established to my knowledge that they use some kind of sign language or anything because it's always been like um those those guys they just you know freak out and shoot everybody and they're just bad guys or whatever this is the first time you've seen them in kind of like a neutral setup which has been really interesting um you know i i definitely think that the whole like oh what are you doing i'm bartering you know whatever it was Mm -hmm. like oh that's pretty legit man like that was kind of awesome yeah you know and for them to include that in there I don't know if it was a direct, you know, just pitch at, you know, people who do sign language and things like that. Um, but it really, like, it was a cool moment, you know, because you don't see a whole lot of sign language of any representation in movies. I'm going to look it up. Do it. Yeah. I had no idea that those guys didn't really communicate beforehand. Like, it was the first time anyone had really established communication right. with them. Is that what you're saying? Well, they make noise. They're like, Rah! No, I get that. you know, and that's a, literally it's all that I've ever and seen. Yeah, pew pew. Yeah, song. <laughs> yeah right. <And> pew pew. <laughs> yes. yeah. Pew pew. Yeah, and that's literally all I've ever seen from it. Um, and I've watched a decent amount of the stuff. There might be some stuff somewhere else, but 
Um, to my knowledge, I don't think there's been any other uh, wow. setups for that. So yeah, see, I, I know Star Wars. I just that was something that I never mm-hmm. noticed. Yeah, because they it's always been yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it was. Uh, I think it was cool they did that. Um, the whole, you know, Mando. I wish we had a little more of his backstory at this point. You know, because um, he can see he can speak Jawa. He can speak uh, uh, Tuscan Raider now. Um, you know, like he can speak all of these different languages that, you know, not specifically speaking them well, but he has enough to get by. So he's obviously more traveled than kind of what has been led on to this point. You know what I mean? So like they're throwing in these cool skills that he's got, but we don't know how he got them. I kind of wish we had just a little bit more detail. You know, even if it was the very first episode, you had that Star Wars scroll and it's like, you know, telling the quick little backstory. Right. That probably could have been enough, I think. You know, but now we're opening up more questions that we're not necessarily getting answers to. And that that's an interesting piece to me. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Just trying to understand yeah. why he is the way. I mean, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. But I don't know. Do you think that that's a possibility for another episode? Or do you think I don't that think that's so. kind of an opportunity I, that's missed? My understanding is they're ending after... Um, like two more or three more episodes, you know. Will you turn the volume on that for me down? Let me see. Okay, so there is some actual uh, sign language. Um, it says some. The most we can make out of what he said was, "We ride to mountain over your land," and they go, "You ride over no, uh, may kill you." Then Mando said, "Mountain." And something they don't understand. And it says, uh, they said, want device that can see far. So, there you go. Very cool. Yeah, so it was sign language. So, I mean, that that's pretty awesome, you know. Yeah, the fact that they added that into the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, because, very, yeah. you know, at this point, um, you know, there's always little bitty bits of inclusion and all that. And I don't think ASL is one of those ones you see very often just because... You know, you want audio in a movie, you know, some way or other. So, right, yeah, I know that uh, there was one TV show that Susie used to watch that was about people that dealt with uh, ALS. Switched at birth. Switched, mm-hmm. and so it deals with people that are hard of hearing, and so they actually mm-hmm. communicate through yeah, ASL, ASL, yep. and uh, all that. Sorry, I have ALS on the brain. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 earlier in the week, but uh, yeah. So uh, outside of that, I mean, there might be a handful of mm-hmm. like high school type areas or mm-hmm. like a party of five back in the day where they'd have like an episode or two, but definitely nothing that is substantial, right? As far as being involved, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was a nice little nod I thought mm-hmm. from Favreau, right? So what were your thoughts on uh, the current Baby Yoda situation? Um, you know, because we didn't see any force powers. We didn't see anything that uh, really made it stand out other than it's more baby-like in this episode, I feel. Um, you know, I really had that early toddler feel. That's, you know, I know that's kind of the entire thing. But, uh, you know, I was expecting on this episode to have another representation of the force or something to kind of reestablish that. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the problem is, is and I mean this may be his entire shtick mm-hmm. is that we're getting an incomplete story. Yeah. Like you're like, man, okay, so cool, he has all this stuff. Why? 
mm-hmm. you know, and so there really isn't much of a beginning. Right. And so you get a flash at a uh, flashback to a critical moment, mm-hmm. which is a catalyst to why he is where he is. Right. But as far as education, background, all of that's not there. And then I think what we're really going to be disappointed with is that we're going to come to the end of the story and realize that this is a snapshot right. of a bigger story, and we're not going to know yeah. one way or the other how it began or how it finished. You know, and that's going to be one of those things that I think is going to piss off a lot of people because, you know, if if the last, if let's say this was the last episode, like how fucking terrible would the show have been? Right, because the only the Are we only plot get development we two? had. Well, maybe. See, that's the thing. As long as I get a season two, I'll hang around just like everybody yeah. else. You know, and that's the thing. Like we had plot development early on. The first, I think, episode, sure. second episode, there was some decent plot development. But these last two episodes, you could probably take them out of the storyline and nothing ever change. So the way I see it is it feels like more of a reaction mm-hmm. than it does a plot. Right. And I think that's intentional, hmm. but it's, but it's annoying. Yeah. Does it, cause I've been reactional mm-hmm. and now I've been intentional. Right. And it feels like everything that's happening is just like, well, how did that happen? Yeah. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that he can do that, but you know, it's just, it's incomplete. Yeah, and I don't think it's just that, you know, like, I want the more storyline or anything else. It's just that I really, I don't see, you know, we were talking about in the first, like, two episodes, we were like, oh, man, so, like, he's going to have to go find something to do with this baby, and he's going to have to do this, and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's because we don't have his intent either. Like, we, like, what is he going to do with his child? And nobody knows. Like, there's no rhyme or reason you know, the first one made sense. Like, I'm going to go to a remote planet. I'm going to try to hide out while things make sense. Cool. Awesome. Why did we, you know, go to this planet compared to anywhere else? You know, there's not... Well, there's not the damage to the ship. Right. That that was an option to go there. But even then, where was he going? You know, like, we don't know. You right. know, and I think we need those small plot drivers to to, like you know, set things in motion, even if they change and shit gets screwed up, I think we need those little bitty pieces to be all like, oh, you know, blah, 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 where are you going now? I don't know, I'm going to find a Jedi, or something that makes a sense for what he's doing with his baby. Otherwise, the baby's going to outlive him, and he's going to die, and that's as far as we got. Right. No, yeah. I mean, that's literally as much info as we have right now. He's playing daddy. Like, it's cool and all, but... Right. And if I'm not mistaken, the reason why he left the other planet is because somebody showed up with another father. Right, right. right? They knew he was there, yeah. And so he had to leave the planet regardless of whether or not he knew where he was going. Yep. And then while he was going wherever he was going, another bounty hunter found him. Yep. Right. And so then there was damage to the ship. And so that's why he had to stop and end up at the planet that he's currently at. Right. So, yeah, I, I just. I see how we got here, but like you said, what was his intent behind right. it? Where, you know, what were you hoping to accomplish? Right. You know, and I think that's the problem is you want forethought, and I just don't think this He doesn't guy's, have anything. He's not, yeah. not going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. He's just reacting to whatever comes his way, yeah. and that's the choice he makes. True. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> you know, so let's get back to the actual things that happen. So, um, Chick Assassin, you know, the, the, right. um, 
you know, crazy. She was with the job of the hut set up. You know, they mentioned that she was a hut assassin. Right. Um, like one of the deadliest people out there, blah, 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 blah. Right. So they go after her. Um, you know, leaving the kid with her and the entire thing goes down there. What were your thoughts on that, man? Because I honestly believe um, that her, you know, talking him into the whole, like, go get the other guy, whatever, you know, he knew that she would kill him anyway. So is it better as an assassin to be taken back to whoever your bounty is put out for, or do you take the, the death option? You know, is that her... Did she goad him on purpose to be killed? Because I really had that feeling whenever I was watching what was going down. Otherwise, the other option if she was trying to sleep with him, it was kind of a 50-50 chance. Uh, but I think that it was a better option than being taken back. You didn't think about that, did you? I could see your no. face processing it. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. Well, no. Um, I think... So my thought pattern behind it was mm-hmm. not that track at all, obviously, by the reaction mm-hmm. and the response. Um, mine went more of, again, she underestimated mm. this guy's willingness right. to just... Be uh, lethal and brutal. Exactly. Like, yep. his entire goal is to become an elite assassin as a part of this guild. Right. That's his dream. He's there for fame. Exactly. Not for all fortune. he all he wants is the reputation. Yeah. So you think that I'm so because they're thinking, in my opinion, is he's trying to give off this insecure vibe mm. to put others at ease to underappreciate or undervalue what he's capable of. Interesting. So that he can murk him in the back. Right. And so that's the vibe I get is that she overplayed her hand and he was like, and smoke you very much. Right. Because, like, here's my thoughts on it. I mean, if she was going to try and make her way back and actually try to get the opportunity to, you know, survive whatever, um, if they're on that speeder and she has cuffs, right, whether she's on the front, she can total them off. Whether she's on the back, she can choke them out. Yep. Right. That's those are the two easiest options. Yeah. Right. So I don't think, you know, I knew I would know is that if I was a, you know, badass assassin, I had cuffs on those cuffs are a weapon for me. Right. You know, so if I'm having to ride behind the dude, yeah, I'm choking his ass out, too. Right. You know, so I think there's there's that. uh, I think she had the understanding that, oh, you know, this is not going to work out the way that, uh, you know, I, I can't go back kind of thing. So what options do I have? I could sure. I could goad him a little, and I could see that yeah. possibly. I don't think she. I don't think she expected to go down that quickly. Um, and see, that's where yeah, that's where she was caught off guard. That's what I read. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I got the oh crap! Like instantly, she knew she had overplayed her hand, yeah. and she was gonna die. Right. Like, oh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's really what I got out of it. So. You know, the other thing I was thinking about that uh, just just now hit my head. Um, he al- uh, Mando already left that point, walked an entire day's worth to go get that uh, animal. Right. Um, why did he not just keep going be like, hey, dude, I'll meet you back there tomorrow at whatever. You know, I'll meet you back at the cantina or something. Why did he just like... You know, because I mean, like, you walk out an entire day to go get this thing, and then it takes you, let's just call it twice the speed to get back. So now you're getting there, whatever. Well, I like, think they were going to put her what? on it. I think they were going to put her on the animal to keep her 
at a safe distance. Maybe. So whenever they trek, they can keep it like she's up there. Somebody walks the animal. Somebody rides the, right. the schooner. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So, but why not just make her walk in front? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Give her guy. Give the guy the opportunity to kill her. I guess. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, you know, just that was the only plot that had to happen in order for it all to go down. Yeah. Yeah. He did say he would drag her. I know, right? I don't know why they didn't. Yep. You know, like if she's dead or alive, then okay. So, what are your thoughts on the last scene? Whenever Mando the he scene. comes back, he sees that mm-hmm. she's dead. He understands he has to go back. Right. So as he goes back, he knows he's walking into a trap. I mm-hmm. felt right, hundred percent. So, how do you think? I thought that was probably my favorite part of the scene or the, of part, this, part yeah. of the thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, "Man, that was that was so easy." Yeah. So I mean. Definitely, he knew that he was going to walk into this trap. Like, he knew whenever he found the chick dead and not taken. Because if that bounty's dead or alive, uh, guess what? I'm still taking the body. Right. Right? That that didn't make sense at all. Because, you know, she could have been his intro into the guild, even if this Mando thing doesn't work out. So why would you not take the body? Potato. Um... So I definitely see getting into that point where um, you know you're walking into a trap and it's like, okay, I need to plan X, Y, and Z to make sure, you know, all this stuff doesn't happen or I got to make sure that I cover myself or whatever. And it it wasn't. It was him very, very, you know, open and and exposed going into that scenario. You know, and that was strange to me, you know, because if you are this badass bounty hunter and you know you just, you know, did the same kind of thing to a, uh, you know, other badass bounty hunter or whatever, you have to expect a trap. But he's like, nope, I'm just going to walk in with a gun. Let's see what happens, you know. And that's where I keep saying he's got to be one of the worst Mandalorian bounty hunters I've ever seen in my life. He's got his ass handed to him by Jawas. He's got his ass but handed to him wins. by a rhino. Jesus Christ. Back in Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Vanessa. Back to the topic of conversation. Yeah. He does always win, but it's not it's not like a good win most yeah, of the time. Like he's, he's not because like... he still doesn't have his thing because he's admitted like he's like, I didn't do it by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that you're right that that was weird. I don't think that was uh you know, like as a plot point it was okay. You know, it's Going in for the rescue mission of the child or whatever. Right. And I, so I mean, to me, the only way you write that scene Mm -hmm. is if the guy that flipped on Mando Mm -hmm. is so predictable that you know that he's going to hold the baby and talk you to, he's going to tell you everything that you did wrong. For sure. Yeah. You know, if you know it's going to be that guy, then yeah, you walk into the situation, I guess, like that. Right. Get him talking. And then hit him with the flashbang, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool, you know, because he was like, well, now that I showed you how to defeat somebody, I'm yeah. going to defeat you using <laughs> the same move. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. You know, I thought that was poetic justice. So yeah, that was a, a little, little bit. nod of the cap. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I thought that was playful. And then the fact that um, the hanger lady, mm-hmm. you know, she was calling him a womp rat and all that stuff beforehand. And she's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, you're smarter than you look. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, you know, that's that's a good compliment coming from her, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just I, I thought it was well done, but I was like, man, that's so simple. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like you said, it's just it could have been so different. It could have they could have done so much more with that scene. I don't think I don't think it was played out bad. I think it was just played out predictably. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was only one way that could go down, and it went down that way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm good yeah. with it. But yeah. was that was that was right. that it? And that's what I was saying when we were talking about the last one. Is like you know I just I wish there was some little bitty snippet that was just more clever. You know, just something tiny where you're all like, ooh, good fucking move, or something, mm-hmm. where you'd be all like, oh, that was slick. You or know, if you something. could see that it was all adding in some way. Yeah. Like, I see it as one more person that tried mm-hmm. to get the kid and about they as far failed, as and that's yep. about as far as it went. Like, You know what actually would have made me super happy? I just thought about it based on what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know what made that episode fucking badass? If you would have come rushing in to try and save the kid or whatever, and then the hanger lady killed the dude, and he's just sitting on the floor, and she's like, took you long enough, this little fucker tried to kill the baby. <laughs> I've been like, fuck! Like, yeah. that would have made the episode so fucking epic, dude. Agreed. Like, Jesus Christ, that would make it the best episode that, that had happened to that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, he's not a bounty hunter. Like, she could have possibly taken him, man. We don't know. Yeah. She's pretty protective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you tried to touch the baby. I killed him. <laughs> now I need my money. <laughs> now you owe me triple. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to charge him extra. Now I'm going to charge him triple. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I wanted from that episode. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of thing that where it's, that would have been just clever enough where I would have been happy. I would have been like, yep, fucking A. Cool. Good job. Yeah. Get it. Get it, girl. You Maybe know? you should call John Favreau. I'm sure it's already all filmed. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for next season. Yeah, for real, for (laughs) real. Um, I did find it interesting, though, that he didn't take, he didn't save any of the kids' money, just gave it all to the the attendant, which was clearly more than what she needed, too, though. You know, it was clearly more. Sure. Yeah. Well, she she protected the baby. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah. And see, that's the thing I like about this guy is he's not predictable. Mm hmm. And he's not what you would expect him to be. Yeah, true. He's which, chaotic, good. which which is yeah. frustrating mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, idiot. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then you're like, aw, uh-huh. he's got a heart, and so yeah. you're like, look at this big dumb idiot. Yeah, it's getting himself killed because he doesn't know who to trust mm-hmm. and what to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. kind of relate to that. I don't know what. To- I don't you know, know what to say about it that. It kind of reminds me of like that uh, D&D trope of a paladin where it's like just the lawful good. Mm-hmm. It's not quite lawful stupid, but you try to be good at what you do. And yeah. You, you know, blah, 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 blah. I, I kind of feel that way. Like he could be, um, you know, some kind of code that we just don't know about that he's following that maybe it's a Mandalorian code. I don't know. But maybe he has some kind of code that's like, you know, if somebody saves my life, I just give them everything. I don't know. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. You know, because he is a bounty hunter. He does kill things, but he's saving this baby for giggles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, on? because that hasn't, like, there's no clue as to why he saved him, right? Well, that's like, conscience. Well, yeah, but I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I just. And then he what tried he to leave him it? in a couple places. And. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So here's kind of my question. Do mm-hmm. you feel like the Mandalorian senses any type of the Force? Mm. Because no, the, because he was so confused by what happened to the Rhino. 
Right. And that was probably a huge amount of force right there in his so face. So let me let me rephrase okay. what I mean by that. I think he senses things that have to do with the force, but he's ignorant to what it actually mm. is. And so he feels it, but he's like, I don't know what that is. He's empathic, but stupid. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, I feel this. What does it mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, that would be useful if I knew how to use it. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of see that happening because he seems intuitive. Mm -hmm. Like he reacts well whenever he gets into ridiculous situations. Right. But he's in ridiculous situations because he puts himself there. Yeah, he doesn't spend the five seconds to think about it. Yeah, He could have saved himself so much headache if he would have been about 15 seconds more intentional. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you know. It, you know that's the interesting part. I don't think that um, um, he's. I don't think that he's really necessarily dumb. I don't think dumb is the right word for him. I think he's careless. You know, because whenever he does have intent, like when he was leaving the little Nazi base with the baby, right? Like he made a lot of really decent moves. The the using the flamethrower thing was overkill, like for no fucking reason. But right, um, flames. Yeah, like I get it, but <laughs> um, the rest of it, you know, he's got. I think he's just you know um, careless. I think is the right word more than anything else. You know, he doesn't take that extra time to figure out what's going to be best for him and the baby and whatever. He's just like, well, I guess I need to leave this place. Uh, that one looks good. Let's go. You know? Yeah. So he's like a teenager. Kind of. Except for he can speak sign language and everything else that goes with it. So, okay. you know, like he, he has life experience, obviously. Unless that's part of the training, maybe. I don't know. So he's like an alcoholic. <laughs> All right, I need you to explain this one. What? <laughs> so, okay. So, have you not ever heard that a lot of alcoholics and even drug users sure. um whenever they started using, mm -hmm. they kind of stay that mental age. I've not heard that before, but that really? is interesting, yeah. I mean, um, I, I could see how that Yeah, could I mean, I feel like it it's pretty hmm. fairly um, you know, yeah. accurate in right. a lot of people that yeah. I've known. Hmm. Um Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to mature if you're drunk so, all the time, right? You said, hmm, like 17 times. That was, it was like, hmm, well, hmm, hmm, hmm. I want all Yoda. <laughs> Thoughts good those are. Right? So. That was terrible. The question I just thought about, because uh, we don't see, obviously, what Mando's doing, is he going to go pick up that chick's body and maybe go cash in the bounty at least? Hey, the man and, is nothing. I mean, but he frugal. did just give. Who's his he going to cash away? it into, though? Because he's he's running from the fucking uh, uh, bounty hunters guild. So what? He mm -hmm. couldn't do anything with it anyways. So that's the other I thing. Know. You know, now that he's on the run from, he's on the run from the empire, and he's on the run from the bounty hunter guild. Um, you know, I guess that is the uh, you know the biggest plot points that happened from the previous couple episodes. So this one kind of played into that a little bit that he's a man on the run mm -hmm. but uh you know i wish we had that little bit of info of of what his plan was or how he is going to uh address any of this not specifically like so what i'm gonna go do is you know and like that's fine um uh, but even if he was just asking questions to the locals like hey i need to find blah that would probably be enough to to make me understand what he's trying to do yeah Hmm. Exactly. 
So where does it go from here, I guess, is the next question. Because, like, at this point, I don't fucking know, man. Because I thought they were going to do something. So the ship's repaired. Yes. Again. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> he has the worst luck with vehicles at this point. <laughs> it's fucking... His, his ship no got grid. trashed twice, and he had his uh, little speeder bike get destroyed. Like, well, and then uh-huh. he had to, this dude is not in charge of vehicles anymore. Then he had to learn how to ride that one weird animal yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with our favorite little buddy. Mm, I have spoken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I think this next episode has to be a major plot hit. You know, because we know he's on the run now. We know that he's not safe anywhere. We know they can find him in space. Um, okay, so do you think we figure out what he's doing with the kid this episode? No. Yes or no? Mm-mm. No, because I don't think he knows what he's doing with the kid, you know, enough to make that happen. But I, I think something might happen in the episode that makes him get there. Yeah, That's what I'm maybe. saying. Do, do, we, do we get to the catalyst? I think if it was, if I was the guy writing this, my next stop uh, would be one of two things, right? It would either be um, searching out the rebellion that's out there because bounty hunters, the guys that are the Mandalorians and everything else with the actual uh, rebel fleets and all of that weren't on the greatest terms, but they weren't necessarily at odds at the end of the uh, episode six of where this all started so um not necessarily at odds but not necessarily on the same team you know so if he was to approach somebody high ranking in this and say hey listen uh i've pissed off all of these people because of this thing i've pissed off all of these people because of this thing uh before i piss you off let's talk here like i need something out of this, you know, and whatever that something is, like I need a place for the kids or I need to be able to get some shelter to make sure I'm not getting my ass handed to me every day, whatever. That's the thing that makes the most sense to me of it'd be the opposing force to whatever the empire is at this time. You know, that's the thing that makes the most sense to me. Cause you can't go back to the bounty hunters. You can't go back to the uh, empire rejects. Um, I think the rebels or whatever, you, what they are at this point are the only real option. Yeah. So, um, like I said before, this could possibly be what ends up leading to Luke's mm -hmm. Skywalker Skywalker Academy Academy for Jedi. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like you're saying, I think there's going to be some type of answer or an event to take place that gives us direction for the yodelette mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we'll figure out kind of i think we're gonna not necessarily find out more about him but more about mm-hmm. his future and what the opportunities are so i think there's going to be a choice that comes up where mando can either give him off to mm-hmm. the master or he can raise him for as long as he can raise him right and do it this way. So I think that's kind of the choice he's going to get in this next one is he's actually going to find a solid option for the kid, mm-hmm. but then he's going to have to weigh the decision. Now, whether or not that option turns into a trap or not, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that would be the following episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think we come to a point with the kid 
the choice about the kid is going to be at the end of this episode. Okay. And maybe how they start the next one. Possibly. That makes sense. <coughs> that makes sense. I mean, it kind of has to be, right? No. Hopefully. At this point, it doesn't <laughs> be anything. Yeah, at this true. point, we're on Favreau train. Yeah, yeah, true. It doesn't need to have shit on this one yeah. at this point. So, um, let's go overall on ratings, man. Because I know you uh, said you gave it like a six and a half give take. I said seven, seven yeah, and a half. Seven, seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Ness, where are you at on that one? Um... I mean, it is better than the last one. And I gave the last one, what, a five and a half? Sure. Sounds like that. I'll go with a 6.25. Six and a quarter? Doesn't even get the full half? Yeah. We're, we're dividing <laughs> even more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're going up, but we ain't going up that much. I just, I mean, it's not... It's a fake system. You can give them six and a half and not mean it. It's okay. It's fair. <laughs> Absolutely fair. I just, there's nothing that's happened, really, that's made me want to keep watching. I get that. I mean, I started watching. I get it. Because he was mm-hmm. watching. Because Brandon was watching. Sure. And then I was like, well, I mean, okay, something's going to happen. It's going to get better, you know? Kind of like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. season, what, five? It was like right? season six that yeah. just slowed it down. It was just yeah, and then it like, picked back up what like was the point fast. to this season? Yeah, and yeah. then the yeah. uh, last episode or two were really good. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm hoping is going to happen now that we're almost at the end. Right. These were just so, filler episodes. Well, the last episode, I think you were really right about that. This one seemed to be on track to be a good episode, like to have a good plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it just tanked on that. I agree um, with that. It had a good good basis. Now, there was potential. I will in the say beginning. the uh, the interesting the part, and I just thought about it, which I wanted to talk about. So at the very beginning of that episode, um, not the very, very beginning, that's whenever he was getting shot at, when they were in the, uh, the uh, cantina, mm-hmm. And I might be wrong, pretty sure they were calling out to the Han Solo scene because the kid was sitting in that oh. same booth where Han shot Greedo. I'm 99% sure. And then he put his legs up on the table just like Han had, by the way. Um, I saw that and I was like, <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure it's the same fucking table, by the way. So so does that mean you know where we are? Uh, yeah, they said the planet. It's... Um, it's not tattoo. It is Tatooine. Yeah, Tatooine. Yeah. They okay. said it a couple That's times. That's what he said about the guild. Yeah. The guild yeah. no longer works on Tatooine. You yeah, know, yeah. so they're on Tatooine, now. and then uh, not just that, though. Like That was the same uh, cantina they were in with Greedo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Han did shoot first. Um, so did you hear they actually put them together on this one, um, on the Disney Plus release? So, so here's what happened. Han shot first to show that he was unpredictable and a badass, right? Right. And then they remastered it and made Greedo shoot first so that Han wasn't a bad guy. Right. Cool. Oh, so I in the did Disney Plus release, that. they timed it at the exact same time. So they both shoot. And then now Greedo has words when he gets shot. It's like, or something. <laughs> yeah, that was not there before. Yeah, huh. It's the damnedest Weird. thing. You're like, what just uh, happened? Yeah. I love huh. it. Disney, yeah. we do what we want. Yeah, right? it's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, they didn't fully correct the record. I wish they would have. That's but hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Susie, your face had a lot of opinions over there. Yeah, do you, yeah. you want to share what your overall take was on the episode and give it a rain? You got to speak into the microphone. I liked it. I thought it was a seven. I'd okay. watch it again because Baby Yoda's cute. Fair. <laughs> do you think um, when you say you'd watch it again, like you'd watch the entire series, or is this just a standalone episode? Yeah. I've, I've watched actually them a couple times. Have you? Yeah. 
all of them. <laughs> okay, so what is it that's making you rewatch it? Because she's not on the, she's like not on the rewatch. But I train. do have to say, I have never really connected with Star Wars in general. I've never really connected with Star Wars very sure. well. So I think that's kind of carrying over into this. If I had really connected solidly with Star Wars, I would love it just because you know I'd be fanning right. over it. Like I like Star Wars. So yeah. yeah, I can see. <laughs> yeah, it. I enjoy it. I think it's. It's fun. It's safe. You know, it's it's nothing deep. It's just right. A show it's very right surface now level. To, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be in that range. I think I'm gonna say six and a half, seven as well. Um, I think it had a lot of potential. Um, right. And I that's a kind of way that I felt about every episode, other than like the first three, uh, the first uh, two and three, one, two and three. I thought, okay, we've got stuff. Things are happening. Okay, we're mm-hmm. cool. And then these last two, I've I've really been like, man, they've had potential, but they just, they didn't take any advantage of it, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. I like, I think I started it like a nine. Yeah, I was, I was up half, there. I was loving like it. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, whenever we did episode three and the yeah. commentary on that, I think I was at an eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. And so I too have slowly started, to, but it's because it's no longer like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm Things. over the, I'm, I'm getting past the cupcake stage. And yeah. so she's starting to show her wrinkles. <laughs> and so yeah, I just, yeah. I, I see more and I'm, I'm anticipating more because mm-hmm. it's just, I want it. Yeah. I want like, the like build. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I think the only reason why we feel that way is because of how well, like I know Han, I know that the solo standalone didn't do great, mm-hmm, right? But I thought it was Han Solo. What he needed, exactly what he was before he became what he was. If that yeah, makes any yeah. sense, yeah. Before he became a scoundrel and the homage and all that stuff, I thought mm-hmm. it was great, like the intentionality. But Force Awakens, mm-hmm. um, the uh, Last Jedi, and uh, even um, the standalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, help me out. Uh, Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah, yeah. Rogue, Rogue One. One was good. They, they were so well done yeah, compared yeah. to Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones, and right, right. Uh, yeah, whatever the other yeah. one was. But, you know, it's just, it it set us back up for a higher expectation. So now we're there, mm-hmm. and Favreau's trying to recreate something, and we're like, mm-hmm. wait, no, don't recreate, because... Yeah. The last reboot sucked. Don't do right. that to right. me right now. Give yeah. me what I want. You yeah. know, so you know, I think it's kind of in between that for I, me. I think the other issue we have right now, and this just may be the style of it. You know, we we're talking about the spaghetti western and whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, there's no dedicated antagonist right now. No, it's a mm-hmm. new villain every single day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But you know, there's there's no counter force for him to go against. That's right why now. Batman's always better than Superman. Right. Exactly. Joker. There is no anti-Superman. I yeah, mean, yeah. I know there is. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's not yeah. the same yeah. thing. They don't ever use it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. they have Lex Luthor, but like. Yeah. Exactly. They're never equals, and that's why Batman and Joker. Yeah. Are just up there because. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there's a counterbalance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I completely understand where you're coming yeah. from on that. And so this is just kind of like... That may be why I'm not as big a fan right now. Versus a guy versus the world scenario. Yeah, yeah. Because it says everybody's out to and get me. This is literally... <laughs> right. And so I think that's more what 
John's hitting with just because I think that's kind of the focus of culture mm-hmm. a little bit more is oh, everybody's out to get me, yeah. you know, versus we feel like it's an equally balanced, like everybody has a fair shot. Yeah. You know, it's just which way is the scales going to tip. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I think the other thing that makes that same concept is, I mean, there are people out to get him, but we have not seen anybody else's viewpoint without Mandalorian as part of it. You know, right. like in the other movies, anything else you watch, you always see like the bad guys are off plotting their entire stories or, you know, mm-hmm. you have, um, you know, the scenes of like not just the rebels, but you see Darth Vader doing his thing or pretty much most movies you have like the good guys are doing this and the bad guys are doing this, you know, in right. TV shows, movies, whatever. Yeah, this, this is one the first... is only the good guy. This is the first episode that we've had a scene, I think, without the Mandalorian walking into it or walking out of it right yeah because they had the two by themselves the two by themselves Mm -hmm. i think this is the only episode yeah that we've had a scene like that so Uh that's a good point i didn't realize that until you just said it yeah but you're right there is no like you said there's no balance to it it's all Mm -hmm. him yeah Yeah. and and you're like you're so incomplete and you need something Mm -hmm. well it's (laughs) yes it wouldn't be so bad if he had more to just him you know i understand that's what i'm saying you're like i'm good with either or just don't not. Yeah, right. It's like a quarter of the story <laughs> so that we're getting. Would yeah. it give you more if he conversed with Baby Yoda more? Um, I think that's entertaining. The little bit of stuff because he's already doing that some, and They're I'm hilarious. cool with that. Yeah, yeah but yeah. some. But I mean, if he was actually giving you some more story, no. With it. Uh, I think you walked out of the room whenever I was talking about like small stuff to actually give us his frame of mind of what he's trying to accomplish. Right, yeah. Like if he was to whenever he's going to the bartender on Tatooine, and he was like, hey. Uh, I need to know where X is. Yeah. We would have an idea of what he's doing. Right. Right. Hey, like, uh, you have any news of uh, blah, blah, blah? Well, but okay. So in in general, I mean, like how I talk to our kids, Mm -hmm. you know, like they don't always, especially like the baby, like she doesn't know. I mean, she doesn't a little bit more now, but I mean, I still just tell them like what's happening and what's going on and where we're going and things like that. Well, and I think that's your point. So, yes, I think that he does agree with what you're saying. So mm. like if yeah. he just like, doesn't know, Hey it. baby Yoda, <laughs> we're going to go find Auntie May because yeah. she's <laughs> going to train you and blah, blah, blah. Something. And Brandon's like, yes, yeah. <laughs> something. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So yes. Cause yeah. right now, yeah. Like assuming half of the story and then we're getting half of that story and you're like, fuck right. me, man, come on. Yeah. yeah. So use baby Yoda as a talking to bring, point to bring in yeah. more baby Yoda and to be the talking point of how you carry from point A you know, to point B. And I think that's valid. You know, be like a dad talking to his kid yeah. in a car seat. Well, and I'm exactly, I and mean, they could do like the, what is it like bat dad or whatever? Yeah. And give it like, a YouTube, oh, yeah. like yeah. where he's like this. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, Hey, Yogi. Yeah. Or whatever he's going to call him. You, you know, the one thing they haven't shown yet that, you know, I, I assume is happening because the Mandalorian, again, seems a little immature versus what we're expecting here. Okay. You would assume he's probably trying to figure out what Yoda did with the whole Rhino thing. So I can imagine him sitting there just like throwing shit at Baby Yoda to see if he'll stop it. <laughs> like, that's what I would do. I would just take the little thing and be all like, oh, that little ball, punk. Oh, you didn't catch it. Uh, hey, listen, man, use your force thing. Punk. Oh, still not working? Did you just fuck that one for giggles? Punk. Hit him again. Like, so what's great about this is while we were at lunch today, yeah, I hit Bailey in the face with a 
uh, straw wrapper hit her right, right between the <laughs> eyes. So I'm literally doing yeah. like I did that today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing, man. Absolutely. Like, yeah, like, and, and yeah, sure, maybe they've matured more in the galaxy. <laughs> Doubtful. I'm just saying. But like, you or, know he'd be doing that Or shit. does he do it and then like Yoda like picks him up and throws him against the wall? <laughs> that would be fucking <laughs> epic, dude. Like that would be That's so what, epic. You, you yeah. want, you want that would Calvin make me keep Hobbs watching. Aspect I'll take it. anything yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's like, do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take literally anything. Stupid, corny, little fun jokes. I'm in. So well, and I think I think that's it. Is this is kind of a TV show of less? Yeah. I, I think I think he's very intentionally starving us for like a big reveal. I don't know that we're gonna get the big reveal. I think the joke's on us, man. <laughs> Dude, if they do that, like, <laughs> I hope you guys are paying. Brandon's like, dang it! I did not want to think about this. I'll be. <laughs> well, so it'll just set up the next one maybe so, I mean, and they're like well we decided not to do season two it's like uh-huh. um fucking firefly like yeah you know, uh, so don't much. firefly oh yeah, yeah. Susie's like no! see and like they all of a sudden have to make a movie to tie up all the loose ends uh-huh. and sorry yeah. about you did you uh-huh. ever like, see uh, dracula on nbc no no i know what you're talking about though so Susie and i really liked it it got like mm-hmm. how many Anyways, it, it got into it. Yeah. We were like, yeah, and then they just yeah. cancel it, and we're like, no. Well, that happened with Fringe as well. I don't know if you watched Fringe. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they went had, like six seasons. Well, they went, yeah, I think it's like f- in the middle of the fifth or sixth season. Somewhere, yeah. um, But there were like 26 episodes a season, and then one season had like eight. And that <laughs> final episode just came out of fucking nowhere, and it's like doing all this stuff, and you're like, what's happening? And then you're like, oh, that's the last episode, you yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, that was one of Terry's favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. And they did yeah. the same thing in um, Warehouse 13. Game of Thrones. Oh. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, Warehouse 13 was the same exact way. Like, yeah. it was just like they had one episode that was just the final one that came out of nowhere. You know? Yeah. No, I, I get it. I, I just, all I can say is that I appreciate that I have new Star Wars to watch. Right. Yes. Once every four to five days. So <laughs> it could be absolute garbage. I mean. You're on board. So yeah. Susie and I have caught it so bad. We just watched all six seasons of The Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Animated. So, real quick, this it was, was vicious. This was an interesting part that somebody was talking about about why uh, Disney Plus is actually going to dominate Netflix for a while. Okay, um, is that if they are doing the episodic uh, episodic setups, right? All the Netflix shows that come out, they're giving you all the episodes at once. You can binge that, but this is one of the few you know, streaming shows that is actually one a week. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have major national television that people are doing that, but streaming hasn't really done that. That's always been like, here's all the episodes. We just released this new show. Here's everything. Good luck. Right. So are they saying people are like going to jump from Netflix to Disney Plus and binge watch the shows they want on Netflix and then keep Disney no, around? No, they're talking about the reason that uh, it's going to take it everything back is because it's it's drawing people into it for longer. You know, because I could get Netflix today binge show whatever I wanted and then cancel it tomorrow. You know? Yeah, but you're still paying for the full month. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could. Yeah, yeah. But, but I that, that's what I'm saying. So you're saying it would force people to have a more consistent basis versus right. just jumping from subscription to subscription. Yeah. Depending on on release. 
I can kind of see that, but I mean, at the same point, whenever they release all the episodes, then mm-hmm. you could cancel your subscription until they start the season up again, right? Or whatever. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. But Possible, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to dominate just because it's the new thing, mm-hmm. and people love Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I yeah. mean, the Vault is a real deal. Like yeah. they even have that as an option on there. Yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you go in there and you're watching old school movies, being nostalgic with the family and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And then they have all the new live action. I mean, it's just it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's the everything. hot new thing. It's the thing that Netflix can't be. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because they've taken so much pride and making sure that everything's at that standard mm-hmm. now they're just reaping the benefits of all that consistent mm-hmm. right 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 so yeah i i think it's not necessarily the way it's delivered i think it's the matter itself the i think it's of the it. quality of what the entertainment really is i don't think it's the little teasers here little things there i mean that helps right you know but eventually it's all going to come out one way or the other so sure. that theory and my opinion is moot. Fair enough. So. I agree with that. So Makes what sense. about like their contracts and stuff? Because I, I mean, mean, Netflix has Disney movies right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But are they going to be able to pull those mm-hmm. and just, hey, we have our own streaming service. We get to keep it all to ourselves now. Absolutely. If you want to watch this, you're going to have to come pay for our stuff here. Yep. Well, the fact that they undercut the price of Netflix by like five or six bucks a month. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Netflix did that? No. No, no, no. no. So Disney, Disney oh. Plus is seven. Six. It's six ninety nine. Oh a yeah, month, yeah, yeah. Whereas Netflix just to stream right now, I think it's thirteen yeah. ninety nine yep. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then Hulu just jumped up for their major package yep. to fifty four on the eighteenth for Whoa. their for their actual streaming T V package. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's going up another like twenty bucks. I haven't looked at Hulu in like yeah. seven years. Yeah, so it, it's interesting to see what's happening to TV. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the new technology with the old thinking, like mm-hmm. what we're seeing with the streaming services, how everybody's doing mm-hmm. what they're doing currently, trying to get regular TV, but saying they're not cable, but then charging as much as cable. Dude, mm-hmm. for real. Like, that's it's, the thing. You know, It's crazy. Um, yeah. So we'll talk about that off, uh, another yeah, time. Yeah, that's a different so. thing. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, solid episode. I want more. Agreed. Always leave them wanting more. (laughs) So, John, you're doing well, my friend. Keep it up. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.